EINU is produced by PLS, a leadership and organizational development firm in central New York, offering an array of services to affect both individual and organizational transformation. In this series, we explore why emotional intelligence is important from a leadership and organizational development perspective. Empathy is not about agreement. We can show empathy with someone that we disagree with, and there's a really easy way to do that. When you're really effective in empathy, we're mirroring feelings. What is emotional intelligence, or EI as it's often called, and how can it help a business improve its performance? What are the elements? How can it be strengthened? Welcome to EI and You. I'm your host, Mark Mangicaro, and over the course of this series, we're discovering the answer to those questions and much more. Joining me as usual are Ralph Simone and Cindy Massengill, experts in the field of emotional intelligence. Today, we're going to be talking about empathy, and this is in the social awareness cluster. And I guess the first question that comes to my mind is, What's the difference between being empathetic and simply relating to someone? If you think about what the definition of empathy is, imagine just a pair of shoes. Empathy means the ability to sense what someone else is feeling or thinking by putting yourself in another person's shoes. So when you relate to someone, you relate to someone because you can kind of understand what they're thinking or feeling because you may have gone through that situation before. With empathy, empathy takes it to the next level because you're relating to that person whether you have or have not gone through that situation before. Is empathy an innate behavior or is it something that we can learn? So empathy is both an instinct and a skill that can be learned. And anybody can learn empathy no matter what age. So empathy comes from the same brain regions where we feel our own pain, both both physically and emotionally, is the same place where we can sense other people's feelings as well, referred to as mirror neurons. I've heard some people claim that women are more naturally empathetic than men. Is there any truth in that? Surveys suggest that there is some truth to that assumption. One study showed that women involuntarily imitate other people's emotions and their expressions more than men. Other studies show that rational thought trumps empathy in men's brains more than women's brains. Men and women, they don't differ consistently in their ability to detect their own emotions or other other people's emotions, and detection is really the first step towards empathy. So this would suggest that men and women start out equally. The bottom line is regardless of gender, we all have the basic ability to cultivate empathy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think a lot of men use it as an excuse, really, an excuse not to dig in and become aware. And, and I come at it very pragmatically. If I can be fully aware of how people are feeling, what they're passionate about or what's getting in the way of performance, I can help unblock or... Uh, support more of the stuff that they're excited by. So I think it's, we, we can do it. We all can do it. It cannot be an excuse for uh, connecting with people. Now, what about if you want to show empathy towards someone with whom you disagree? That must be especially hard, no? Well, empathy is not about agreement. 
We can show empathy with someone that we disagree with. And there's a really easy way to do that. You know, when we uh, pr- do this practice of acknowledge and validating, acknowledging meaning when we mirror back what we've heard and then validate by saying something like, from your perspective, I can ma- imagine that that situation was difficult. So you're not necessarily agreeing, but what you are saying, I can understand from where you're standing or from your perspective how that must be frustrating or difficult. And mirror is a good word. When you're really uh, effective in empathy, we're mirroring feelings. And we talked about the mirror neurons earlier, but we're mirroring feelings. We're helping people realize how they're feeling about a particular situation and whether or not that feeling is an enhancer or a detractor from their ability to perform. And I would imagine that if we're trying to empathize with someone with whom we disagree and we're using that from your perspective thing, that if we're not careful with our nonverbal cues and our paralinguistics, that they might think we're patronizing them? Yes, absolutely. And that all goes back to our awareness and how we're communicating with other people. But there's, there's nothing preventing you from saying something like, I may disagree, but I can understand from your perspective why you might feel that way. Um, that that is um, that is empathetic. That and is, be- I, and I think the danger is techniques that aren't built on a on a foundation of character. So I think this is really important to making connection with people and being inspirational. What you say is less important than that you are genuinely interested, one, in how they're feeling, and you have a concern for helping them through their challenge, whether you agree or not. Let's go back to an earlier episode when we were talking about this idea that I'm an engineer and therefore I can't be empathetic. It's completely untrue. There's almost this flow of empathy between sending and receiving. It's when someone knows that they they can understand what someone else is feeling in their mind, but they need to demonstrate it by saying it. So there's this send and receive of information when you're talking about two people in a dialogue. And that demonstration creates the connection. And, and you know, I'm an accountant, I could say, so I don't have empathy, but that we, we know from our research there's three levels of empathy. There's cognitive. I just get it intellectually. That's not bad, as long as we demonstrate that we're picking up on how someone's feeling. There's emotional. We feel what they're feeling. That's a, a higher degree. But then the third level of empathy is compassion. I take an active interest in helping someone work through this feeling of stuckedness. And that's really powerful. And you can do that from either the cognitive level or the emotional level. It doesn't matter. An example of the three levels of empathy, I'll share a personal experience. When my husband and I were on vacation a few years ago, We were at a resort, and we were sitting outside next to the ocean having a beautiful breakfast, and a couple came over and sat at a table next to us. And as she sat down, she, of course, you know, we're in the Caribbean. She had a pair of flip-flops on. And the edge of the table got stuck underneath her toenail. Ooh, it was an awful. So you can imagine what happened when she went to sit down, and she immediately started screaming. Obviously, it was, it was painful. And the instant that I saw what happened, I could feel it. I could viscerally, I could feel her pain 
in my body. That's an example of emotional empathy. I knew what she was feeling and my toenails were fine, but I knew in my mind cognitively how that must feel. I could physically feel that pain in my body and I took action because I jumped right out of my chair and went and grabbed somebody to ask to bring over a medic to help her with her situation. So from the business standpoint, that being able to be instantly empathetic could enable you to be more productive, to increase your, your bottom line because you're, you know, by nature, people are going to want to constantly empathize with the other people in your organization? Yeah, and it ties to adaptability, right? This level of empathy and social awareness uh, helps us know where to focus our attention. Uh, we, we see where the pain points are. We see where the excitement is. And we're adaptable enough to adjust in the moment. I think, that's, I think it's a key skill to creating a followership. And Mark, you, you mentioned uh, empathy and the impact to the bottom line. A great example of that is if you've ever seen the TV series Undercover Boss, it's a great example of uh, this competency of empathy. So the, if you're not familiar with the TV show, an executive is hired under disguise, he goes undercover, and is hired as a lower level or entry level position within an organization, and he has direct access to really seeing what's really going on in the organization from a from an entry level or lower lower level position. Unfiltered. 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 Because he's going undercover in a different in a different role. And over a series of maybe three to five days, he really gets firsthand data what's being said how people are feeling about the organization, that's empathy. That's, that's literally stepping into somebody else's shoes. And so by no means are we suggesting that if you're looking to strengthen empathy that you go on the undercover boss show, right? <laughs> right. No empathy. But it is a really great way to just it's – a, it's a great example to show that when we take the time to really understand what – other people are thinking and feeling, and other people's perspective. Whether we agree or disagree, it expands our thinking. And when we have, when our when our thinking is expanded, we're in a better place to make decisions that really impact the organization. The interesting piece I'd like to pick up is the time. We've talked about slowing down to go faster in this series. There's a famous study that was done on divinity students. Um, on whether they would stop to help someone in need. And it was shortly after they had studied the parable of the Good Samaritan. And so this was a staged experiment. But what happened, and it was actually pretty telling, is people stopped to help someone in need if they thought they had enough time. And so part of what gets in the way of emotional intelligence in organizations is this urgency addiction. Uh, you know, being in a hurry to get to the next spot. So the time piece is, is interesting. If you feel you had enough time, you'll stop. And, I, and I've been experimenting with this. I'm, I value time. I value being on time. And I, I'm starting to be concerned. Would I stop if someone was on the side of the road in need? And I didn't like the answer. The honest answer in my journal was I would if I felt I had a cushion. 
But if I thought it was going to make me late to an appointment, I might not. Well, let me suggest that there might be another input to that decision, and that is how many other people were around you. Several years ago, we were driving through the desert in Death Valley, and we went 20 minutes without seeing another car. And my wife said, well, what happens if we break down out here? I said, if anybody breaks down out here, I'm pretty confident that anybody coming from any direction is going to stop because you know that might be that person's only chance. So the part of the reason why you said, I don't have time, in the back of your mind, you're saying, someone else behind me will have time. It's right? interesting. I just read another study about that. And, and our inclination to help others is driven by how many others we think are around to help. Right. The more people around, the less inclined we are to help because we think somebody else will take care of it. In talking about this, it seems like empathy is a critical competency when it comes to emotional intelligence. It is a critical competency, and the reason why is because if we aren't able to put ourselves in other people's shoes and to sense what people are thinking, feeling, and their perspectives, how can we be inspirational? How can we be adaptive? How can we be influential? All the other competencies as as part of this model. I'm inspired by the fact that of the countless people that we've worked with and helping them to interpret the feedback from their assessment, from their assessment reports. Many of them choose empathy as one of the two competencies that they want to strengthen because they realize that this is something that could make a big impact in their leadership. And I think when you think about what should we pay attention to, that's a fact that we need to pay attention to. EINU is produced by PLS, Executive Producer Ralph Simone, Research Director Cindy Massengill, Technical Assistance provided by Matt Langley. I'm Mark Mangicaro. For more information on emotional intelligence and other leadership development tools, visit discoverpls.com.